so it was kind of a long journey getting to that point because I was so wishy-washy about leaving my job. But I would say like if anyone's in that situation and they know they want to leave, do that. Like ask for a sign. Like I need a crystal clear sign when it's the right time. And it needs to be like so crystal clear that I can't question it. And if you trust that, there will be a way to make up that income. Like, but you just have to take that leap of faith. And I feel like if you're in a really bad situation like I was where I was having panic attacks, that's happening for a reason because you were meant to shift out of that situation. And if you're not going to do it on your own, then the universe is going to throw all kinds of obstacles in the way to push you out. And so like take that as a sign that there's something better awaiting you and you need to just take a leap of faith. Welcome to the Confidence Council Podcast. This show is designed for high-achieving women who, despite having a great life, just know that they're destined for more. Whether you aren't sure what that next level is, or you have an idea, but the vision feels out of reach, then this podcast is for you. My name is Monica Burkoff. I'm a trial lawyer, a mom, and a wife. And I'm here because I know from my own experience that feeling stuck or unfulfilled does not have to be your reality. With a positive mindset and the right counsel, you too can create the life of your dreams. My hope and intention for this podcast is that you walk away feeling confident, motivated, and inspired to embrace your authentic self and to take bold action toward your dream life. Are you ready to get started? All rise. Welcome back to the Confidence Council podcast. This is your host, Monica. I am so excited today because I have Stephanie Keith on the show. Stephanie is, I mean, where do we begin? A best-selling author a podcaster, a business owner, a mom of three, um, a speaker, a manifestation expert, a coach, a digital app creator. I mean, what am I missing, Stephanie? I mean, that's insane. Yeah, I think you covered it. Um, it's it's weird when I hear like someone else say that. I feel like when people ask me what I do, I'm like, uh, <laughs> like what do I tell them? Because there's not just a clear um, job title. But yeah, that was all recently in like the last few years. Um, if you would have told me back when I was in my corporate nine to five that I would be doing all of this, I there, I would have thought you're crazy. Like there's no way um, I'd be able to do any of that stuff. But it is incredible. And like, I want to know everything. I want to know how you did it. But I think it's important to figure out kind of where you started, because I think a lot of us might be in that starting point still. Hearing all those things sounds like you're saying, that that can't be me. I mean, that's not possible. But it clearly is. And like, I think I did an episode a couple of weeks ago about expanders. And you are such an expander for me. You're a mom. You're a former corporate girl. And now you're doing all of these things, multiple streams of income, just business, this hustler. But I also see you like picking your kids up from school on Instagram and like cuddling with your kids when they're sick. And like you're a present mom too. And it's just seems like you have the best of both worlds. So I'm excited to dive in and just hear how you did it. So if you don't mind, take us back to 
former, your former life, the one before this, that, that made you realize, wait, there's gotta be more. And can you just kind of tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I was like the typical, you know, good girl, like followed everything that my teachers and my parents and everyone told me to do, which was get good grades, go to a good school, and then get a job with a great company that has a 401k and benefits. So of course I did that and ended up working for like the biggest brand in the world. And um, it was it was great. I'm like, I'm going to climb my way up the corporate ladder and I'm going to be CEO someday. And um, the moment I had my daughter, which I had her early on, um, I was still in like an entry-level position at that point in time. And when I had her, like everything changed, like all my priorities changed And I realized, okay, there's a lot of sacrifices that have to be made when you're a mom and you also work full-time. And at the same time that I had her, like she's days old and I'm panicking because I know I'm going to have to go back to work. Uh, We had no money because my husband was just laid off from his job and he was supposed to be like the stable, you know, income. So I was a mess. My mom was still living in Chicago and we had moved into where my husband's from, which is very rural. I didn't know anyone. I had like no support. And my mom, you know, knew this whole how I was feeling. And she sent me a copy of the book, The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, which was how I first learned about the law of attraction. And reading that book, like I I just knew it would change my life. I've always been very open-minded. Um around things like that. And I realized reading it that I had already been kind of using the law of attraction without understanding what it was. But I called my mom and I was like, this is going to change my life. And she was like my cheerleader. Like if I didn't have her, I don't know where I would be today because she totally encouraged me when everyone else was calling me crazy and saying like the law of – like that's, you know, witchcraft. That doesn't make sense. That's crazy. She cheered me on. and. Within three months, we went from living in this like dilapidated house that was like literally falling apart to my dream home in the best school district, one of the best in the state. Um, And I got this out of the blue promotion at work that doubled my salary. And I was able to move my mom like in our neighborhood so she could watch my daughter so that I wouldn't have to send my daughter to daycare. And then had enough money to send my husband back to school so he could pursue his career goals. And this all happened in three months. And so when I saw that and when my husband saw that and my mom saw that, I'm like, wow, okay, this works. And if we could manifest this much, let's go for more. So we got really good at manifesting money. But the problem was what I didn't know at the time and what the secret didn't explain was that we all have limiting beliefs and especially around money and especially women. And so I I didn't have a belief that I couldn't have money or make money. I had a belief around how I could make money. And that was very tied to my nine to five job and you work your way up. You get 
bonuses and promotions. And so that's what I did. And I was great at it. And my salary was always increasing. I got checks all the time, like randomly. Um, The company I worked for, they gave me a car. They paid for my cell phone bill, my internet bill. They gave me Starbucks gift cards. And I mean, you name it, they gave it to me. Like my boss would literally take me shopping. What, What were you doing during this time to make all these things happen? At that point, I was in pharmaceutical sales. So I started off working at Coca-Cola, absolutely hated it. You know, it, it was great at first until it wasn't. So then I'm like, all right, well, where can I make the most money possible in sales? Because that's what I was in. And that was pharmaceuticals. So I totally manifested that because we were in rural Southern Illinois where there's like no job opportunities. I mean, we lived in a town, the population was a thousand people. So I'm like, outside of like the Coke plant that's here, like where the hell am I going to, you know, work? And there was an opening and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to apply. And I had known a friend that lived in Kentucky and she was like, look, I will prepare you for that interview, but the way the industry is now, they will not hire you unless you have experience or like you know someone. So don't get your hopes up, but I will, you know, work with you and prepare you for the interview. I went in and they offered me the job on the spot. Like it was insane. And every single person that I talked to, they were like, how? How did you get this job? Like, do you know like how lucky you were? And I was like- So like like, when you say you were manifesting these things, what were you doing to manifest them? So the biggest thing at the time, and I still do this to this day, I write everything down. So I got into the practice. I read the book, The Magic, which is all about gratitude. And it's about not only giving gratitude for what you already have, but giving gratitude for what you want as though you already have it. So I started getting into this mindset of acting as if. Like I would act as if I already had the job. I already had the paycheck. And how I would do that is, for example, when I worked at Coke, like the dress code was very lax, you know, like just wear, you know, if you want to wear like a t-shirt or whatever, that's fine. I always dressed like I was a pharma rep. Like I would show up like I was. I would I would stand and talk and, you know, act as though I were two positions higher than I was. And every time I did that, like next thing I knew, I would be offered these positions. And it always was out of the blue. Like, you know, no one would expect that someone's just going to tap you on the shoulder for this position, but it would happen. And then all sorts of interesting bonuses. Like, you know, if you fast forward a few years to when we moved to Florida, my dream was to have this beautiful in-ground pool with like a rock waterfall. And I had had this dream since I was a little girl. Like I visual, I, before I even knew what visualization was, that was what I visualized when I was a kid. And I, I thought, I would tell my parents like someday when I'm successful, I'm going to have this beautiful house with a rock waterfall in Florida and you're going to live in my neighborhood. I would tell oh, my parents that. That literally is my life right now. And when I wanted this pool, I thought, okay, this is so impossible because it's expensive to put a pool in like that. And, you know, there there was all kinds of other expenses associated with it. And I ended up talking to my neighbor and he was like, well, why are you freaking out about it? How much do you think you need? I was like, well, I'm going to need like 40 or 50 grand like cash and I don't want to take that out of my savings. And he was like, Stephanie 
go talk to the bank. Interest rates are so low. This was a few years ago. Um, he's like, your payment's going to be like 400 bucks a month. Just get a pay- take out a loan. That's what we did. And I was like, oh, 400 a month. He's like, yeah, you're smart. I think you could figure out a way to make an extra 400 bucks a month. And I was like, boom, it like totally shifted my mindset. So I'm like, okay, I could easily manifest an extra $400 a month. So again, I started like writing it out. I'm like, I'm so grateful for this $400 a month. I'm so grateful for my pool. I would imagine myself like laying out by the pool. And I mean, I like was living like my pool was already in. I made my husband go to the place with me and start talking to the guy about how he wanted to design it. And at that point, he knows. Just go along with what I say. <laughs> it works. It works. Just go with it. Um, so I manifested it not once, but three different ways. So first off, my friend um, was starting this like online social media thing. And she was like, hey, you're really good at posting. Could you start posting quotes for like different pages? I was like, oh my God, I would love that. Like, that's like what I do as a hobby. And she's like, okay, well, I can just pay you like 400 bucks a month starting out. And I was like, "Um, okay. So I told her the story. So I start making money that way. Then I go to work and they're like, okay, we're doing these uh, raises. And this was in like April. And they were doing raises from the year before. It was just for some reason, it was that much delayed. And so my boss is like, okay, you're going to get an extra $400 a month. And I was like, I know. I knew you were going to say that, you know? And then he ends up go like leaving and I get a new manager. And this manager's like, so apparently there's like stuff going on with HR where um, a lot of the women are not getting paid as much as the men. And so now we're correcting that. So we're going to go ahead and adjust it. So you're going to be getting an extra $400 a month. And I was like, no, 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 you already gave that to me. I already have the $400 a month raise. And she's like, oh, no, 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 this is another $400. So I manifested it in three different ways. And there's a whole other story. We ended up paying off the pool and like manifesting that. But like writing it down and getting really clear and specific. So it's like I did the work. I went to the bank. I figured out how much do I need per month. I wrote that amount down. I visualized the outcome of sitting by this pool. And, you know, that's literally it. Like that is what happens. The thing that gets in the way is people have all sorts of limiting beliefs. And the first hurdle is a lot of people, if they're new to the law of attraction, some people are so closed off, they don't even want to think or open themselves to the possibility that this really works. So that's like the first barrier. Um, but the second barrier, like I said, is as a society, we just have these beliefs around money. And I mean, we could have a whole podcast episode about like how our society is set up and our schooling system is set up to produce workers versus you know, leaders and entrepreneurs, but there, there's a lot of hurdles that you have to overcome that live in the subconscious mind. So a lot of what I do now, now that I realize that, is helping people shift their subconscious mind. Because what was happening is I was having all these amazing things happen, um, but I was having other people come to me and say, look, I'm doing that. I'm doing the journaling. I'm visualizing and it doesn't work. Manifesting doesn't work for me. And I started realizing, okay, well, it's not that it doesn't work. It's that they have all of these blocks or these ideas in their head of how things 
work. And if they believe, like I did for so long, that you can only make money through your day job, well, then you're going to keep manifesting only making money through your day job. So you have to work through those limiting beliefs on the subconscious level. And if you can do that, it's like your whole entire world changes in the most miraculous way. So that's my big focus How, how do you do that? Is it address a limiting belief on a subconscious level? So there's a lot of different tactics. I use pretty much all of them. My favorite is subliminals. So when I worked for um, a certain company, I learned that subliminals have been used by big corporations like forever to basically in a sneaky way, like encourage people to buy a certain product, for example. So I thought, okay, if they can be used to sort of like manipulate someone's behavior in this sneaky way, couldn't we use them in a positive way to create a positive behavior or habit? So I started researching it and luckily we have all this technology available now to make it so easy where I take positive messages, positive affirmations and speed them up and loop them. So in a one-hour audio, your subconscious is hearing about a thousand affirmations. Like think about how long you would have to like say affirmations out loud or write them down to reach a thousand. And you're getting that in a one-hour audio, which makes it so effective. And so the reason why it's so effective is because our subconscious mind controls the show. Like it is in charge 95% of the time. We're only consciously making decisions about 5% of the time. The subconscious really drives everything. And the subconscious runs on your core belief system, which is developed in the first seven years of life. The only way to shift those beliefs after age seven is with repetition. And so for me, I'm like, okay, how can I give my subconscious the most repetition like in the most efficient way possible? And that's through subliminals. So like that's my favorite method for overcoming those beliefs. So like let's say you have- How often are you listening to that and like before you see actual results for people? Let's say like maybe not for you because you already had tackled those limiting beliefs, but the ones that were saying, I'm not seeing results, I'm doing all the other things. How long, how long does it take for them of using the subliminals to actually start seeing the manifestations manifest? Yeah, I think it really depends on- how many beliefs, you know, like what are we dealing with at a subconscious level? And then how often are you listening? So like I have some people in my mastermind and in my app that will play them all night long. So they're hearing thousands of of subliminals every day or they'll play them in the background while they're working. Um, so obviously like that's more, you know, that's probably like the most efficient route. But I've had people in – So my mastermind is like six weeks and I've had people by week three completely go from like not having any idea what they want in life, like what their purpose is, what they even want to manifest to completely like figuring out what it is they want to do and then setting up a plan to do it. So they work really, really quickly. Like I I think it's the fastest way to shift your subconscious and to really have that like transformational change that's needed. And then there's a lot of other techniques too that I like to use like EFT or tapping, a lot of people call it. 
um, hypnosis, like all of these things are really good at working on the subconscious beliefs. Um, but I definitely recommend that everyone tries subliminals first because you're just going to get the quickest results. And you can even like test it out of setting an intention. Like let's say you're listening to um, a money subliminal. Set a money goal for that week and see how quickly it manifests. You know, like you can do like little little games and tricks to kind of see. And then once you see it, it really helps to strengthen that belief of like, okay, this stuff does work. And if I could manifest a small sum of money, then I can manifest larger sums of money. So um, you can kind of do your own little experiment as well. So cool. And I actually, I, I've started dabbling a little bit in subliminals. It's it's just so interesting because like originally I have this like feeling, because I remember maybe high school psychology about subliminal messaging or whatever. And you hear it and it sounds like weirdly evil and not not good. And so when you, when you think about it, subliminal messaging, automatically you have this response like, well, this is weird voodoo, like weird witchy stuff. It's not going to be good for me. But if you like, I've seen somewhere you can, I think you do this too, where you list every affirmation yeah. that's in mm-hmm. it because you can't actually hear the affirmations, right? You just have to trust that the creator mm-hmm. is putting in good things and not weird things, right? Because yeah. it's like under the music kind of, right? Yeah. That's why I always recommend either make them yourself or go with someone that you trust rather than just like a random subliminal on YouTube. But that was a big thing. I was like, I want full transparency so that everyone that's listening like, can read the affirmations and they're like willingly listening to it. Just because, like I said, I was in the corporate world where this stuff was used in this really sneaky way that just did not feel good and was like very manipulative. So I think that's really important. And I think even if it is someone you trust, you still want to see all of the messages because something that I see, like if I'm making a custom subliminal, I'll tell people to send me some of the affirmations they want in it. And I always get people that'll write like, I don't want a guy who, I don't want to be in my job anymore. And I was like, your subconscious doesn't, isn't going to hear that don't part. And so you're just feeding your subconscious what you don't want. So just take that language out and tell me what you do want. And we're just going to put that in the subliminal. So once you kind of understand that, it's, you know, you can navigate it, create your own, um, go with someone you trust. And I think too, like you have to trust your intuition. So like, let's say there's a subliminal that you're listening to on YouTube or whatever, and you just kind of get this creepy kind of feeling, don't listen to that. Like that's probably your subconscious trying to yell at you and say like, hey, something isn't right here. So just trust, always trust your gut. Yeah. Yeah. And and read the, if you're not using somebody that you trust and it's on YouTube, at least read, you know, you could click down more and like see what they've, what they've listed because I thought I found one, um, and, you know, within it, it, just the way that things were phrased, it was not really what I wanted, you know, or what I was hoping to kind of rewire. And so just be conscious of that. Don't assume that everything is legit. And you you offer subliminals in your app, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have a whole subliminal library on like all different kinds of topics. Um, so it's a great place to start. And I tell people even just once a day, like I, I just listen to them in the morning while I'm journaling and that's it. And they they have a really... Um, significant impact. So it's not like you have to listen to them 24-7. 
Because uh, like I said, one subliminal, you're getting like a thousand affirmations. So it's really powerful. And and yeah, I guess I should explain that, that like subliminals just, it basically means below the threshold of consciousness. So similar to like a dog whistle where you're not consciously hearing it, but it's very real. It's very effective. Um, and so basically like your subconscious mind is incredibly, incredibly intelligent and gathers way more information from our environment than your conscious mind. So in any given second, your subconscious is taking in 11 million bits of data, where your conscious mind is taking in like a thousand. So this is why it's so important to take um, these measures to reprogram your subconscious mind, because what your subconscious mind does is it says, okay, out of this 11 million bits of data that's you know going on, what am I going to process for the conscious mind? Well, it's going to process things that we deem important. So things that we're focused on, things that we talk about or see or feel or think about on a regular basis. So if you're always thinking about debt, you're always thinking about how your job sucks, your subconscious is just going to keep feeding you more scenarios and cues in your environment that lead to that. But if you start shifting it to thinking about um, income generating ideas or uh, positive people or you know opportunities, your subconscious is going to pick up on those. And so it's not that like it's magic and all of a sudden all these opportunities just appear out of nowhere. They were there the whole time. You just weren't consciously aware of them. And when you can train your subconscious to look for them, they're going to start popping up everywhere. And like it literally, like it changes your life in the most incredible way because things just fall in your lap. You'll get an email or you'll notice something or you'll overhear a conversation and things just happen in a really easy way. Wow. I mean, what an important like little piece of information. I think most people are probably not doing that if they just added that to their like routine could actually make huge a huge impact on their life. So that is super awesome. I wanted to go back to a second for a second to that soul sucking job that you had at one point. Yeah. And how you went from soul sucking job cuz you're cuz right now I think the way that we left off, we were in pharma, you're crushing it. Was that the one that ended up kind of sucking your soul yes. and making you go, okay, solo. So tell us a little bit about what was going on there and how you made that leap into like entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and just quitting that job. Yeah. So with that job, I ended up, I was able to transfer to Florida and like everything was great. I had a great boss, great team. Everything was great. And then they did this whole reorganization in the company and I got a new boss that was terrible. Like just the most condescending, like not nice person. And it got to the point where every single morning I would wake up and just automatically feel sick to my stomach. It was so awful. Like, And she just was on this mission to – like I felt like she was always looking for reasons to fire me. And so I got to the point where I went to the ER. I thought I was having a heart attack and I was having panic attacks. And – I'm just like, this is so I, – I can't do this anymore. And the doctor was like, okay, well, you know the situation that is causing it. So you need to either get a new job or go on medication. So that was like a really big wake-up call. And at that point, um, I I already had started like my Instagram page. 
Um, and I guess I should back up with that. Like on my 30th birthday, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, I just had this, you know, um, like panicked moment where I'm like, I just spent the whole decade of my 20s as this sales rep. And like outside of being a mom and a sales rep, I had no identity, no hobbies, no anything. Like no time for anything, no life. I was so committed to this job. I felt like I just wasted my 20s away. And I knew I didn't want to do the same with my 30s or my 40s or my 50s. So on my 30th birthday that night, I made the decision that I, I'm, I'm not going to do this forever. Like I have to start to find a way out. And that's when I really started journaling out some like kind of morbid questions. But I was like, okay, if I were to die like right now, who would come to my funeral and what would they say about me? And it was a, a huge wake-up call because I'm like, what? maybe my coworkers would come and say I was like a good employee. Like, how am I contributing to the world and what kind of a legacy am I leaving for my daughter? Like, how would she remember me? And at that point, like I had so much mom guilt because I worked all the time. So I wasn't even like there for all the school functions and everything. And so then I'm like, okay, well, I know I want to leave. So what do I want to do? And I just kept asking that over and over. Like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And I didn't have an answer. I had no idea. So I just started following. I would get these like little intuitive nudges of things that piqued my interest. And I, I just tried everything. Like, And I really tapped into my creativity. And one night when I was putting my daughter to bed, I just got this like – super like clear I, I don't even know how to describe it. I guess it was like a clear message, but it was like I need to start an Instagram page talking about the law of attraction. Like it was just like I have to do it and I have to do it right now. And it was so terrifying because in my mind I'm like so many people are gonna like throw hateful comments and when was this by the way? I mean this is before manifestation was like trending. This was, like, before, yes, this was way before the trend. So this was like a weird topic at the time. It was like woo woo, yeah. whatever. It was maybe like seven years ago, I think. Okay. Like six or seven years ago. And I just I did it. I just started the page and I set a goal. While you're still working while in that I was job, still right? working and I kept it anonymous because I was like, oh my if people at work saw this like I would be over. It would be done. And so it was like totally anonymous. But um, I told myself, I'm going to try it out. And then at the end of the year, if I haven't reached a thousand followers, then like whatever, it's not even worth my time. Um, I reached a thousand followers that month and it just started growing like crazy. And I, I started getting messages from people all over the world that were like, I'm into the law of attraction too. And oh my gosh, like, how did you do this? And I'm interested in that. And it was really the first time that I felt like people got it. And like, there were people like me because no one in my real life, other than my mom, uh, were into this kind of thing. Everyone, I was like the weird one. <laughs> and like, no one got it. I couldn't talk to it, uh, to anyone about it. So I started making all these connections and I realized, okay, people are like craving this and people want to learn more. So I just kept going with it. And while I was still in my day job, I did like a self-published workbook um, and just like little things here and there. Like I had a course, still didn't tell anyone at, at my job anything. And then, then I went on maternity leave with my daughter. 
And at that point, that was like right after the panic attacks. Okay. So having the panic attacks, I realized like I cannot stay in this job. Like it's literally like killing me. It's It was awful. And I kind of just surrendered. And I was like literally talking to the universe. I was like, I want out. I am never going to be able to walk away on my own because it truly was the golden handcuffs, like the pay, the benefits, everything. I'm like, I, I can't walk away from it. I need a crystal clear sign that, you know, it's the right time. And and they're like, here are panic attacks. And you're like, no, not clear not enough. Not clear enough. Else. Yeah. Like, no, I need a, a different sign, you know. And I ended up um, getting pregnant after 10 years of like, not being able to going through the whole, you know, all the testing and everything and just kind of giving up on that. Um, I got pregnant and I knew like the moment I looked at the pregnancy test, I I knew I was like, this is my sign. And I had a, a clear plan. I'm like, I'm going to go on maternity leave and I'm not going to come back. And it was just like, that's that, like I'm done. And that's exactly what I did. Um, so while I was on not even while I was on maternity leave. I was in the hospital. I just had my daughter. Like we're in the hospital bed and I'm holding her. And I get an email from this woman that I just like randomly had met on Instagram and we talked like twice. And she was like, hey, my business, like we have a ton of funding and we're just going to go for it. Can we hire you to do our social media? And I was like, can I like work from home, make my own hours. She was like, yeah, you could work from your phone. Like, I don't care. Just get it done. And I was like, okay. So I literally would work like while I was like nursing my baby, like on my phone, I would work and that replaced my income. And that was like the universe just like handing me something like here, do this while you get your business off the ground. And then I in 2020 started the podcast and that's when things just like really catapulted. So it was kind of a long journey getting to that point because I was so wishy-washy about leaving my job. But I would say like if anyone's in that situation and they know they want to leave, do that. Like ask for a sign. Like I need a crystal clear sign when it's the right time. And it needs to be like so crystal clear that I can't question it. And if you trust that, there will be a way to make up that income. Like, But you just have to take that leap of faith. And I feel like if you're in a really bad situation like I was where I was having panic attacks, that's happening for a reason because you were meant to shift out of that situation. And if you're not going to do it on your own, then the universe is going to throw all kinds of obstacles in the way to push you out. And so like, take that as a sign that there's something better awaiting you and you need to just take a leap of faith. Did you do anything to help like push that along, like in terms of like manifesting the next step out of this career, um, in addition to just asking No. For the so sign. that was the thing, like my family, my friends, my coworkers, like everyone, they were like, what are you going to do? You say you're not coming back, but what's your plan? And I was like, my plan is to like run my business. And they're like, okay, that's great. But your business isn't making the the same amount yet. So like, what's your plan? And I was like, I know you don't get it, but like, I just know things are going to work out. Like, I just had such a good feeling that I had nothing to worry about. And as I got closer and closer and closer to my due date, everyone around me was like getting panicked. They're like, you need to have a plan B for like what you're going to do. 
And I was like, okay, guys, like worst case scenario, I could go get another crappy job that makes me miserable. You know, like worst case scenario, it's not like I'm going to be homeless. Like I could go and get another job, but I'm going to just see what happens. And I just have a feeling everything's going to work out. And I literally like, I had no idea. I just had a feeling things were going to work out. And sure enough, like in the hospital room, it's like, here, here is a stable income to support you while you like get serious about getting your business up and running. And that's where I learned how to make an app too, that company. Oh, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Like I, so I started doing social media for them and then just ended up pretty much doing everything. Like, running the business, getting it off the ground. And one of the things was developing an app. And they were they had they were like trying to do it for so long. And I finally I just got so frustrated and I was like, okay, like if your team isn't gonna do it, I'm just gonna do it. And I just sat down and and built the app and and I was like, here, it's done. Like quit relying on these people that are not that are just taking a paycheck and not working. And I got the app done and then I was like Someone said to me, they were like, wait, you just built them the app in like a weekend? And I was like, yeah, because it's pissing me off that, you know, they've been doing this for like two years and they still don't have it, you know, up and running. And they were like, wait a minute. If you did that for them, couldn't you do that for like your manifestation stuff? And that's when I was like, oh, (laughs) like, I guess I could. Yeah. And I was like, wait, why am I not doing that? So I did. Like I at the same time, right when I got done with that, I like built out my app and um that ended up like replacing that income. So then I truly could like detach and just focus on my business 100% of the time. So it really was like I felt like every step of the way the answer was just like here, like here you go. This is what you should do next and it just happened. And I know that sounds scary to people that are used to having a plan. But with manifestation, like you just – you if you worry about how it's going to happen, you're limiting it to happening one way when there is an infinite number of ways. And if you really just open yourself up to like give me a way, the best way that feels good where like I have freedom and I'm happy and I'm not stressed, that will open up. You just have to have that like faith and belief that it's possible. And if you can do that, like like I said, you're looking at it from a scientific standpoint, your subconscious will look for every opportunity that aligns with your goals. If you're focusing on your goals and you're like making the decision, I'm doing this, I am going for it, you would be amazed at how quickly a solution will come forward. But most people are too afraid to ever make the decision and so the solution never presents itself and they overthink it and then they get stuck in this cycle and 20 years down the road, they're in the same exact place that they were right now. And that was my biggest fear. And I thought, you know what? I would rather go for it and take a risk knowing I could always go get another job than be in a situation where I look back at my life with disappointment and regret that I didn't do what I truly wanted to do. And that was my big wake-up call. I was like, the worst-case scenario isn't trying and failing. The worst-case scenario is not trying and then living with regret for the rest of my life. It's so powerful. I mean, you're speaking to my soul. It's so true. Like, you can find another job if it doesn't work out. But if you don't take the leap and try, 
you don't know what could be waiting for you mm-hmm. on the other side, you know? So, something that I feel like me as a kind of self, I'll admit, mm-hmm. control freak, how do you let yeah. go of the how? Okay. So here's here's a trick because – so like I did not grow up with religion or anything. So having faith is like – I'm just – it was kind of a foreign concept to me, you know? Um, here is like the best trick and it's going to astound you, okay? So – and you have to just open your mind. Like I want you to look at this from a scientific standpoint. Like you're going to go do an experiment – then you're the scientist. When you're a scientist, you don't go into anything with a bias or a preconceived notion. You just go in blindly and then you look at the results. So I want you to just go blindly through your week and ask the universe to give you a sign. So like, let's say you want to quit your job or move or like whatever, whatever you're thinking about, right? Ask the universe to give you a sign. And just like I did, be like, I want a crystal clear sign that's so in my face that I cannot deny it. And then see what comes through. So when I first moved to Florida, like I was filled with so much doubt, right? Like I moved to a town I had never been before. I didn't know anyone here. I'm like, did I just screw up my kid, like moving her across the country? All of our family was in Illinois. And I kind of started having like the panicky feeling like, man, maybe I didn't do the right thing. And then I asked the universe. I was like, I need a sign. Like, I need to know that we should be here and this is the right decision. And what for whatever reason, I, I picked a rainbow because, I don't know, that was the first thing that came to mind. I was like, show me a rainbow. I need to see a rainbow, you know? And I went for a walk and there was a rainbow. But then I was like, well, wait, it's Florida. It like it rains every day. There's probably rainbows all the time. I'm like, maybe I should pick another sign. And I go home and I had these like crystal lamps in my living room and the sun was like going through the crystal lamp and there were rainbows like splashed all over my room, like blinding the walls. They were everywhere, hundreds of them hitting this crystal lamp. And I was like, whoa. And that's when I first became obsessed with like, okay, you can ask the universe for a sign. And I I am telling you, if you ask, you will get an answer. And if you're religious, like you don't have to call, you can say God, you can say whatever makes you feel comfortable, but ask for a sign. And when you start seeing these signs popping up, you're going to feel more comfortable taking that leap of faith because you're going to know that you're supported by something greater than you. And if it were the wrong time, you wouldn't be getting signs left and right. So my like, I just have a sign now. My sign is a feather. And when I ask to see it, I won't just random. Well, I mean, I will randomly see feathers, but it will be like in my face. And usually like I'll open my front door and there will be a feather like laying there. That happens all the time. Or one time um, I saw a feather and I was kind of questioning it. And we walked in this restaurant and my son was like banging on the the window and I go to get him. I'm like, you're going to get fingerprints all over their window. And there was a feather like stamped on the window where he was banging his hand. And I was like, whoa. So um, <laughs> pick a sign. You know what's crazy is I feel like I have a sign for you because yesterday I was playing in the yard with my kids and my son found two feathers. Oh and I God. had never seen a feather in my yard. I like it's so crazy because feathers not my sign. So I, I have a sign for you. I have two feathers. Well, I maybe it is. Maybe it's a sign for both of us. Maybe yeah. that's a sign that this works and that you—that's what you should be doing. Is like find your sign, 
pick something that you don't see on a regular basis. So that way when you do see it, it's, you know, it's not something you would just see like walking down the street every day and then you kind of like won't second guess it. And maybe that's your sign that like, hey, this works. You should try it out. I remember when I was trying to have my son, um, we had a miscarriage and then it took a few months to get pregnant again. And I was asking like, show me a sign that he's coming. And I picked something that was kind of domestic or like, you know, native to Illinois. I don't know if it was like a black squirrel or something. And I saw it right away, but I was like, no, no, maybe something harder. Right. So then I said panda because that was kind of random, you know, panda, what is in Illinois. (laughs) And I started seeing it in the craziest places, like a little kid with like a panda hat and then someone had it on their backpack and then walking around. And I just kept getting these signs. And it was like when when you feel like you've kind of lost hope and, and you see these kinds of signs, it keeps you going. Like, you know, I was like, yeah. I know he's coming, you know, or she mm-hmm. it ended up being a he. I know he's coming. And what's interesting is um, I had a psychic medium on the show a few weeks ago. And I asked her about this whole concept of signs and this panda. And she told me that that was my son's, that was my son, my spirit Aww. sending me those pandas. Like, oh I'm coming, God. mom. I know. Isn't that really special to hear? Oh my gosh. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. I thought it was so sweet. So this whole thing of signs, I totally believe in it. For people that are foreign to asking for signs, do you ask out loud? Do you write it down? Do you just kind of Hold it in your mind. How do you, is there a right way? It's up to you. So I'll tell you a funny story because this was like a big thing for my mastermind where like it literally changed everyone's life. Okay. Cause everyone was at that point where like, I know what I want. I'm just really scared. I don't know like what I should do when I should leave my job. So I tell them like the story, but I, I told another story where my mother in law had passed away. My husband and I were watching a medium, like a psychic medium show. And they were like, you know, you can ask for signs from loved ones. And right off the bat, we were like disco ball because like she was like the disco queen, right? So, and I'm like, when do you ever see a disco ball? So I made that my sign and I was going to this photo shoot a few days later and it was at like an Airbnb that I had never been to before. And I, I go, I'm walking up and I'm blinded and I'm like, what is like, good God, it was like literally blinding me, the sun. And it was the sun hitting this disco ball that was hanging from the front porch of the Airbnb I was going to. And I'm like, who uses a disco ball as a, like an ornament on their front porch? But I was like, oh my gosh, there it is. So I tell the girls in the mastermind about this. And so they're like, well, what should our sign be? And they're like, you know what? We love the disco ball. We're just going to make that our sign. And I swear, you know how there's like disco balls everywhere now? It's like a thing, like a birthday party theme and a bridesmaid party. I swear, I feel like we manifested that fun. Because <laughs> after that mastermind, it was like we start every store we go in, we like see them left and right. And I'm like, did we literally just manifest this trend for people? Because- I think they added like the emoji too to like the the, the app op- or, you know, the option, yeah. the disco ball. Yeah. That's so awesome. It's so anyhow, um, like to get back to your question, you can ask out loud, you can write it down. Sometimes I'll just say it to myself, like, okay, show me a sign. I want to see. And you can have a crystal clear sign. Like I'll say, you know, show me a feather if I'm on the right track, right? Or it can just be like, I don't care what it is, but just give me a sign and I'll know it when I see it. And so that was the instance of like me getting pregnant, um, I didn't know that was going to be the sign, but I knew when it happened that that was the sign. So whatever feels comfortable to you. Like I think it's powerful writing things down. 
um, or saying them out loud. So try it out. Like I said, make it a little experiment for this week. This week, I'm going to ask for a sign and just see. See if you find it and then let me know because I love hearing these stories. Oh, I totally will. Do you feel like you're fulfilled and happy in your life right now? Yes. It is so, so, so worth it. So for like for anyone listening that's like maybe you want to move or maybe you want to quit your job or start a business or whatever it might be, and of course there's going to be fear and doubt and all of that stuff, for me it was 100% worth it. I would go through every like pain point, difficult thing all over again because I truly live a life of freedom. Like I can be with my kids all day. We go to Disney all the time. We hang out in the pool. I work a few hours a week. Like in today's world, it's there's no reason why we can't have that lifestyle. We have so many opportunities right in front of us with this technology, with all these emerging AI um, applications and things like that. There's no reason you can't, you know, make good money but also live a life of freedom. So hell yeah, like totally worth it. I'm absolutely fulfilled. And that's why I'm so passionate about getting other women to take the leap and and do what they're meant to do because I truly feel we all come here for a reason and we shouldn't settle for mediocre. We should do what's on our heart and abundance will follow. So I hopefully someone needs to hear that message. <laughs> oh, I, I do. I think everyone does. And then so – are you currently manifesting something? Are you always looking ahead for a big old, bigger goal or thinking of the next thing that you're trying to accomplish? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I always have a goal. I always have a money goal because I think it's great to have something tangible that you can look, look forward to. Um, but it's really interesting because the other day I was kind of going through this and I'm like, why, why do I even need this money goal? Like, what is it going to give me? that I don't already have. And it was kind I kind of like teared up because I'm like everything that I journaled about and that I dreamed about, I'm doing that now. And if I want to go on vacation, I can go on vacation. If I want to buy something, I can buy something. Like you get to a point not where like you don't want to manifest anymore, but you don't feel like you need anything else. It's like you just, I don't know, it's like you feel very fulfilled and then you can just kind of take what you're doing and grow and scale. So my plan now is to set this up for my kids. And instead of building, you know, I mean, of course you want to build generational wealth, but I want to teach them how to manifest their own abundance and step into their purpose. So like I have a 14-year-old and everyone's talking to her about college and a job and I'm like, I don't want you to come out of that with a worker mindset. I want you to be your own employer. And if you want to, but like, why wouldn't you want to? Like, you can do whatever you want. You can make as much money as you want. What kind of business do you want to start? What lights you up? Like, let's focus on that. And so that's kind of my my next goal with my family is instead of worrying about my kids, I want to make sure that I'm teaching them all of this stuff so they'll always be taken care of and they'll always be able to manifest, you know, their own fulfillment and and happiness and everything. It's so simple like but it but none of us had that. Like that it's such a gift that you're giving to your kids just to not be like, okay, what do you you're going to go to college and then who are you going to work for? Right. Like what do you, you know, to start creating this. No, you you can be 
your own business owner. Like you can have your own thing. You don't have to work for anybody. What do you want to do? Like what lights you up? Something that my husband and I do now when we put our three-year-old to bed is every night, you know, we do our prayers or whatever. And then, um, we dance, we have this whole routine. It's like now turned into like a 30 minute thing. (laughs) But, um, at the end, um, you know, my husband is like, you know, we had a great day. We're so grateful for you. Da, da, da. And then he's like, and, and what can you do? And then he yells out like, I can do anything. Aww. And he's like, I can't hear you. And he goes, I can do anything. And, you know, and just trying to instill that early, oh you gosh, know, just yeah. that mindset. That's so powerful too. Right before you go to bed, like your subconscious is the most vulnerable. And so you're priming his subconscious when it's hard at work at night while he's asleep, you're really instilling that. Like that is going to be a hardened belief in him, especially at this young of an age before seven. So it's like every parenting book in class should teach that because it's it's really going to shape like the rest of his life and he's always going to know that he can do anything. So yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, I think it's so sweet. It's so good. One last thing. I, you wrote two books, right? Mm-hmm. Two books? Yeah. Or three well, books? Well, there, <laughs> there's like two books that have multiple titles. Um, so there's like a bunch of books out there, but it's two. It's basically two books. And were you ever a writer or like had a, uh, had set a goal to write a book at some well, point? Well, actually that night on my 30th birthday where I was like having that like crazy, you know, crisis, that was the first thing that came to mind. I was like, someday I'm going to write a book because that's going to live on like long after I'm gone. And um, that was that was it. Like I set that goal and then a publisher reached out to me while I was nine months pregnant with my son. <laughs> And uh, that's how it all came about. So it happened in a very uh, different way that I wasn't expecting, but I'm glad that it did. I mean, it's insane because I I can just say that when I was on maternity leave, I also had that random two in the morning breastfeeding, my nipples are falling off sore. And I just remember here getting like a download that you're going to write a book. And then I got so obsessed with it. Like, okay, started to write, I'm going to write 500 words a day. What am I going to write about? And I just like try to control, control, control. Did you do mm-hmm. that or did you just wait for some opportunity? Okay. So I did. So I'm trying to think it was like kind of towards the beginning of my law of attraction stuff. I made a vision board. I got all excited about it. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I sell, I did self-publish a book on Amazon. And then I met the, a couple author friends and they were like totally squashed my dreams. And this is why I don't tell people my goals until they're manifested because they were like, yeah, like it's not what people think and the publishers just keep all the money and like you don't want to do that and it's so hard and and no publisher's ever going to reach out to you unless you're a celebrity. And so I was like, well, this just sounds awful. And I was like, I don't even want this anymore. And I walked away from it. And then a couple of years later, it was like three years later, I was doing a vision board workshop and I was showing them a vision board from 2018, just as an example. And there was my vision board and the whole thing was filled with like writing a book and being an author. And I just got that feeling, you know, I was like, I'm not done with this. Like I, I'm going to do this someday. And so I just kind of like put it out there very like casually. Like it wasn't like I just before I die, I want to write a book. And the next month, I got a message on Instagram from a publisher asking if I would write a manifestation book. And I thought it was a scam. Like, I almost didn't even reply. I was like, whatever. Like, you can send me an email with some details. And it ended up being like a real publisher. And um, they're great. And it's like totally been worth it. So 
again, things can happen in, in the easiest way. But but to answer your question, I think when I kind of surrendered and stepped away from it and just let things take it take their course, um, I think that's why it happened. I think if I would have tried to sit down and make it this structured thing, it wouldn't have felt good. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. And then I kind of was like totally deterred mm-hmm. from it, you know, and, and then you're comparing your draft to somebody's finished right. product who went through like 19 editors and you're like, this is horrible. Right. You know, this is not for me, but I feel like I've totally just like let it go now. And, um, I'm sure yeah. it's coming. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So Stephanie, how can the listeners connect with you? How can they work with you if they want to tell us about your app, your masterminds, all the things you have going on? Yeah. So my podcast is the Law of Attraction Tribe podcast. Uh, The app is called Manifest It Now. And like I said, there's subliminals. There's pretty much everything. All the tools I use for manifesting are in the app. So you can go and check that out and um, try out the subliminals first. That's what I always recommend. Uh, right now, I just opened the mastermind for – it's called the Millionaires Mastermind. And it was initially supposed to just be about money mindset, but it turned into this whole thing where you you pretty much like find your purpose. And that – I wasn't expecting that, but that's what came out of this. So it's money mindset, but it's really a lot more of like figuring out that next step. Um And then once you get to that point, I have uh, just created this year um, an app course where I teach other people how to create their own app, which is way easier than you think. You know, you don't need to be techie or no coding or any of that. And I'm just trying to teach as many people as possible because like I said, it's right there. We just have to learn how to use it and everyone can create a lifestyle of freedom and abundance. And I'm trying to spread the word because there's no reason we have to stay stuck in these jobs that make us miserable. So um, yeah, if anyone's interested in those, um, you can go to thelawofattractiontribe.com or just on social media, I'm Law of Attraction Tribe, and you'll see the links for everything. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Confidence Council podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure you click the follow button so that you're notified every time a new episode drops. If you want more content between episodes, check out the show's Instagram account and website, which will be linked in the show notes for you below. If you're walking away from today's episode feeling more confident or empowered in some way, please share it with a friend or share it on social media so that others can benefit from it too. Thank you again, and I'll see you back here next week. Bye for now.